Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! Bonjour! Oh, am I happy to join with you today. I'm so, so grateful. We are going to talk about unworthiness. Yes, we are. And we are going to begin with a prayer, as we always do. Thanks for joining with me and hanging out with me. So let's start with our hand on our heart and take a deep breath of gratitude that we can conquer unworthiness with the higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and declare ourselves willing and worthy of great healing. We are willing to tackle this here and now. We are willing to look at the decisions we've made and to unmake them and to give all the consequences of our wrong decision to the Holy Spirit for healing. And we are grateful and thankful to consciously attune to the love that we are. We are willing to lay the burden down, to open our hearts and minds to our holiness and to the holiness of our brothers and sisters. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 So I'm doing something different with this radio broadcast, with this episode of my podcast of A Course in Miracles. And I am going to give you a worksheet because let me just tell you, this weekend I've been on retreat with some wonderful folks who've been in Masterful Living with me, some for a short time, some for a long time. And we are doing profound, deep work together. And our topic at this retreat this weekend has been recovery from sexual abuse. So these are really brave, courageous folks who are willing to do the deep work. They are not willing to bury it anymore or have it be like a landmine in their life. They have the courage and the strength to invest in their healing and to invest in themselves and to not just listen to audios, not just read books, but to actually do the work. And they have inspired me to no end. I honestly can share with you that this retreat has been one of the very best things I've ever done in my entire life. And it's not thanks to me, it's thanks to the courageous people who are here with me. So we're we're really discovering miracle-mindedness at a new level. It's wonderful. And that's the beautiful thing. When we get together in class or we get together at a retreat or even a counseling session, we're doing the work, really doing it, not just thinking about it, not just talking about it, and not just listening to someone else talk about it. We're actually doing the work, getting in there, working with the Holy Spirit to deeply let go of that which is false, to change our mind, to see it differently. That's when miracles happen. So that's what we're doing here. We are claiming our abundance. We are claiming our worthiness. So I'm going to give you this worksheet. You're going to uh, uh, wish to write down this URL for the website. So it's fairly simple. You can go to livingacourseinmiracles.com, livingacourseinmiracles.com. You'll see all the stuff there. But then add forward slash worthy, livingacourseinmiracles.com forward slash worthy. You put in your email and I'll send you the worksheet. Okay. And now this worksheet is not some lightweight thing. This is not, that's not how I roll in case you don't know that by now. This is going to be something that you will wish to set aside 
an hour, perhaps a bit longer, to go through this worksheet and to fill it out. It's going to take some real energy on your part. And you doing that is going to prove your worthiness because only those who feel that they are worth investing in by actually doing some work will do get this worksheet and do it. And then as a treat for you, for those who come get the worksheet, I'm also going to give you three free classes, uh, Relationship 911, Spiritual 911, and Emotional 911. Three free classes being offered by folks who've been in Masterful Living with me for years. They are part of my trained spiritual counselors. They are certified by me. They are brilliant and beautiful women who are doing gorgeous work and we have been working together for years and they are stepping out as teachers and I'm inviting you to come and do this work with us. Now is the time. Have you noticed that maybe in the last couple of weeks you have been feeling some, uh, I'll call it energetic weather. Maybe you've been feeling uh, stuff coming up for healing at a more intense level than usual. Yeah, well, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. And that's a good thing. So in my Finding Freedom from Fear class and in Masterful Living, we learn to welcome these triggers. They become fulcrum points for our healing. We use them like a trampoline to jump off and to maximize our healing so that we are not just sitting in a dirty diaper when we get triggered and blaming it on the person who triggers us, but we take responsibility for it. Because as you know, A Course in Miracles teaches us if we don't take responsibility, we're never going to find our way to our joy, our freedom, our happiness, our wholeness, the abundance and the prosperity that is ours. So I'm inviting you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy to get that worksheet, download it, print it out, and invest yourself energetically in doing this. Now, here's a further step for you, because when we join together with our brothers and sisters, there's power in that. The two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love. My invitation to you is to maybe print it out, take it to your study group, give it to everyone in the study group, and spend your study group doing it. Okay, Uh, maybe you invite a couple friends over and you're going to do it together and have some healing. That way you can go through the worksheet together and it is going to take you some time and then you can share together and you will have real healing. That's what it's designed for. Because in A Course in Miracles, and I've done an episode of this podcast uh, maybe a couple years ago on this topic, A Course in Miracles tells us that we have a fear to look within, right? So uh, many people think about doing this work, they talk about doing this work, and they read about doing this work without actually doing it. And the reason is, is that they feel that either deep down they feel that they're unworthy, that it just won't work for them, so why bother doing it anyway? Or they feel that it can't actually be done, right? So they feel unworthy or they believe it can't actually be done, that it works for other people, but it doesn't work for them. I had both of those things because the core belief that stopped me all the time kept me playing small all the time was this deep sense of something's wrong with me that's not fixable not healable well when you believe it's not fixable and not healable why would you bother why would you bother that would be crazy so the thing is when we are willing to say i'm going to place my trust and faith in spirit 
rather than in my own opinions. And I'm going to go for it and I'm going to see what's possible because I'd like to be truly helpful in this world. I'd like to stop complaining and I'd like to stop playing small and feeling stuck. And I am willing to go on a journey of healing and let the Holy Spirit lead me. That's what A Course in Miracles is all about. That's what living the lessons, living A Course in Miracles, doing the work is all about. So this is my invitation to you is to do this worksheet as a way to jumpstart that work, to take stock and to get clear what's really going on. Because it's like if you have termite mites in your house or vermin in your house. And you didn't realize it. You could tell something wasn't right. Maybe you could smell something. You could hear something. You could feel something wasn't right. But you didn't know what to do. Then you get a clue. Oh, this is the issue. I can deal with this issue. Then you get help to eliminate the issue. So this is the goal for me with giving you this worksheet is you will start to realize, oh, these are habits and patterns that can be interrupted, that can be tackled, and the Holy Spirit will dissolve and resolve them permanently back to the root cause, whatever that original decision was, it will heal it back to the root cause so I never experience it again, if I'm willing. Of course, if I'm just sitting there in my dirty diaper, there's no willingness. So willingness is an active thing. And I just have to say, I really am so grateful. I finally realized, oh, you know what? The reason why I'm experiencing this slow drip healing and I'm not really having an experience of momentum is because I am just reading books listening to audios, going to church. Yeah, I'm taking classes, but I'm not really doing inner work. There's just no substitute for doing the inner work. But we have this fear to look within, and that's what doing the inner work really requires. The fear to look within is because we've already made up our mind that the view inside is a view of a trash heap. And we've made that trash heap real. And we already have enough reminders about that trash heap and we don't want to look at it anymore. So it takes great courage to do this work. And that's why I'm so just, oh my God, I am so thrilled to work with the people who are here on this retreat with me and the folks who take Finding Freedom from Fear and Masterful Living, the folks who have the courage to do the work and to be miracle-minded and not just talk about it. So I am inviting you and encouraging you to take a great step forward in conquering this unworthiness by working on this worksheet and to inviting someone to join with you and to do it together. So, and it's exciting what we can accomplish when we're willing to work with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's some more motivation for you, okay? Um, The whole abundance factor. It's not that hard to understand. It's not that hard. Think about it. If you feel unworthy, what do you feel unworthy of? Love. You feel unworthy of love because love is all there is. Hello. It's not that complicated. So when we feel unworthy of love, are we going to be receptive to the all good? Are we going to be receptive to love? Are we going to be receptive to kindness and generosity? Are we going to be receptive to expressions of the all good, like abundance and prosperity? Or we, will we torture ourselves with thoughts of unworthiness? Or will we think that other people are taking advantage of us and other people have the problem, other people are the problem, rather than our experience is a projection, right? Because this is such a common thing that people experience who feel unworthy. I certainly did. So I would magnetize and attract wonderful people into my life, and then I would find fault with them. 
I would reject them or I would push them so hard they had to walk away from me. They had to get away from me. And all of that would either prove that they are unworthy or life is not safe, life is not fair. I was constantly proving my core beliefs because that's really what we all do. We prove our core beliefs. Perception is projection. Pain is a wrong perspective. So I was listening to someone in Masterful Living sharing recently about, okay, so pain is a wrong perspective. I'm in pain. I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm jealous. I'm hurt. I'm fearful. Whatever the upset is, I'm, I'm taking that upset And now what? Pain is a wrong perspective. Now what do I do? Well, I ask the Holy Spirit to help me change my perspective. I cultivate the willingness to change my perspective. And I must be willing to open my heart and mind to see that I am the one choosing this perspective. And that my beliefs are magnetizing into my awareness the thoughts that are congruent with them. So if my belief is I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, something's wrong with me, I'm going to magnetize these thoughts into my awareness. And then I am going to absolutely do everything I can to bring upon myself that which proves my belief. Unless I'm willing to... to interrupt that pattern and claim my abundance and my worthiness, right? So uh, lack, limitation, lack of abundance, lack of self-worth, they're very much related. We don't feel worthy of God's love. We've got that unconscious guilt going on, a deep sense of shame, And we're either projecting it outwards or imploding or just going back and forth between the two. So it it becomes then most of our time is invested in repeating these cycles and it wears us down. And then we feel helpless and hopeless. And it's not much that we uh, can find a way around it because we're not dealing with the core belief. We're not dealing with the core issue. So here in this work that we're doing and in the worksheet, we're cultivating the courage and the willingness to look deeply at the unworthiness. Yep. And see what the patterns are because awareness is healing awareness is curative if i realize that i'm never upset for the reason i think right core a course of miracles lesson in teaching i'm never upset for the reason i think if i am willing to look at that and see that as i am convincing myself i am being we could say spiritually confused about what's really going on. And I'm still thinking that I'm upset because of what you're doing or you're not doing what they're doing or they're not doing or what's happening. Then I am not in the mode of healing. I'm in the mode of the wrong perspective. I am in the mode of blame. And feeling like a victim. And then not healing is not going to happen. But what is going to happen is more and more opportunity to develop this sense of energy building and building and building that can then explode. Sometimes it implodes, sometimes it explodes. So, for instance, uh, what a lot of people have a habit of doing is they are are operating on an emotional level. Like, remember those children toys where it's a little airplane and it's got got a rubber band and you you, um, wind it up and wind it up and wind it up and wind it up and wind it up until it goes. 
And then, of course, it doesn't go very far because <laughs> it's just a rubber band. But that's the same with us, that the anger, frustration, irritation becomes the catalyst sometimes for that explosion or that implosion. And sometimes it can become a catalyst for change. So that is the purpose of anger, to awaken us to the upset. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I am always upset because I am thinking something is not true. And unworthiness is a core belief that shows up in many, many different ways again and again and again, and it's very intense. So for instance here, on this um, um, worksheet, one of the things that uh, I'm, I can tell you is our sense of unworthiness is directly tied to thinking other people are unworthy. It's that if you spot it, you got it. So if you think that somebody else is unworthy of love or your patience or your kindness, you will be letting yourself know that you do not think you are worthy of patience or kindness. If you are looking for approval from others and seeking it out and seeking it out and seeking it out, you're trying to feel, fill that hole of your own sense of unworthiness. But it doesn't work, right? Because it doesn't cure the issue. It's like, hmm. It's like trying to fill a bottomless pit because the ego thought system is a bottomless pit of unworthiness. And the antidote is to recognize you are not your ego. You are not that thought system. You are not unworthy. So trying to do things in the world to prove that you are worthy, trying to be that a student or trying to help other people in order to prove you are worthy, looking for approval from others, uh, being a perfectionist, uh, even letting people treat you badly so that they will cling to you and they will stay stuck to you through their codependency. Um, these kinds of habits and patterns are managing and coping with the unworthiness while simultaneously strengthening the belief in it. So for instance, one of the things that's very, very common is that people will either behave badly, like I said before, and so people will reject them, or they will push them away and blame them for being bad and wrong, or they will attract people who are users and who will take advantage of them and they will encourage that behavior. They will allow it, accept it and encourage it. Why? Because then it proves to them their false belief that they are unworthy, right? So we see this all the time with people who enter into particularly friendships and romantic partnerships with people who treat them poorly, but they're inviting it. They often make the rules. They're, they're asking for it because they have this belief that they're unworthy. And uh, I, I see sometimes that people will try and get me to reject them and push them away or um, really try and say that they have a really big problem, that they're broken or unfixable. But I'm 100% clear that no one is even in need of fixing because truly we are all perfect. And the illusion is that we're imperfect, that we're unworthy, that we need healing, right? So truly the definition of healing is letting go of everything that's false. 
and we can help each other with that. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's the purpose of our relationships is to do that. So, hmm. I'm coming up to the break here. And so what I'm going to invite you to do on the break is to go to that URL that I, I gave you, livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy. And if you can't find it, let me just say this, that in the... Um, if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com and this episode of the podcast, uh, in the description there, uh, uh, I'm going to have it placed in there. So the URL will be there and you can find it that way as well. And you can also get the transcript for this uh, podcast episode and past episodes. So we're doing this work together. And what I know is that when we are willing to let this false belief go, then the healing is happening and we can do it. We are doing it. It's happening now. And I'm so grateful for that. You are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm so grateful to be sharing this uh, topic of unworthiness with you and so grateful that there are things that we can do to actually heal our mind because the unworthiness is actually a false concept. It truly is. And uh, what I can tell you here is that when we see our brothers or our sisters are unworthy of our kindness and our patience and our compassion, we are declaring that this is the truth of our own self. And when we see unworthiness, in fact, there's a quote here. And it's from chapter 11, section 6, paragraph 4, where Jesus says to us, I am your resurrection and your life. You live in me because you live in God, and everyone lives in you as you live in everyone. Can you then perceive unworthiness in a brother and not perceive it in yourself? And can you perceive it in yourself and not perceive it in God? Believe in the resurrection because it has been accomplished and it has been accomplished in you. This is as true now as it will ever be. For the resurrection is the will of God, which knows no time and no exceptions. But make no exceptions yourself or you will not perceive what has been accomplished for you. For we ascend unto the Father together, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. For such is the nature of God's Son as his Father created him. So this is the thing for us to really recognize that when we feel unworthy. This is a made-up story that we're telling ourselves. And we haven't interpreted the things that have happened to us or around us as evidence that we're unworthy. Catch this, please, that what we experience is interpreted by the ego thought system as being proof of our unworthiness. So, for instance, here on this retreat, 
for those who are recovering from sexual abuse over and over and over again, the conversation has been that because my my father, my grandfather, my uncle, my um, mother's boyfriend or um, whomever, because they molested me, that to me was the proof that I was unworthy. And I've heard this from so many people who were molested, even as adults, uh, as well as children, because children who have been really um, violently molested and wounded and attacked, they, the world teaches them on many levels that life is precious and children are precious. But then when their own family and relations are not protecting them and not keeping them safe and not adoring them and treating them with great love and care and respect as tr the treasures that they are, the meaning that they make of it is that I am unworthy. I am not lovable inherently because if I were lovable, if I were worthy, these things wouldn't happen to me. And there uh, children do not go to school and talk about being raped at home. They don't. And they are also, they're groomed by the predators who prey on them. And they are told that if they tell anyone, uh, they will be killed or their mother will be killed or all kinds of things are told to them to keep them silent. And so all of that contributes to them drawing this conclusion that they must be in, without value, completely uh, valueless. And children are so confused by these kinds of things. But the ego being a, a limited thought system, has to make meaning of these things. It has to. And because otherwise, it, it, can't, it can't cope. There's a nervous breakdown. So in order to not implode, the ego-identified person ascribes or assigns or makes some meaning of what is going on. And that meaning is that I must be the problem. Why else would this be happening, especially now in this age of television, where nobody sees on television the um, father molesting the child? That doesn't happen in a sitcom, and it doesn't happen in dramas and television programs that children watch. Uh, it doesn't happen on Sesame Street that people are talking about these things and in, in helping children to understand these things. So the conclusion that the children make is that I must be the issue. And I have talked with people who've been severely, um, just repeatedly raped and, and beaten uh, and wounded uh, beyond anything like a, uh, in a horror movie. And the conclusion that they come to in every case is that they are not worthy. So uh, many people, maybe they weren't sexually abused, but many people have been. Uh, many people have been molested. Many people have been raped. Uh, boys and girls, men and women, all kinds of things have happened to people all over the place. And one of the conclusions that people make is that they're a fool, they're an idiot, there's something wrong with them, and that's why these things are happening to them. The ego just has to make sense of it because the ego does not understand a darn thing. It's not a system of true reality, so it's all about the illusion and trying to make sense of the illusion, but the, the illusion is nonsensical. It is truly nonsensical. So children are growing up coping and managing as best they can. They're in survival mode, right? So when you're in survival mode, you will actually enable the predator. Uh, you will 
not call them out or get them in trouble because you're dependent upon them. Your survival depends upon them, especially if you're a child. And uh, far too often people tell me that their mothers knew what was going on and didn't protect them. Yep. It's far too common. And uh, many times mothers will tell the people in their life uh, that uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And that you should just get over it. It's, these are the things that happen. It's not a big deal. Stop making a big deal of it. There are so many ways that especially children who have been molested are demeaned. And of course it happens to adults too, men and women, boys and girls. They are demeaned and made to feel that they brought it upon themselves. And so they draw that conclusion. So then they also draw the conclusion, if, if this, then that. So if, I, if this is happening to me, it must be because I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. And if, um, if nobody is bothered by it but me, then I must deserve it. All kinds of conclusions happen like that. And many times people do not remember the thought process and the decision-making process that our younger self went through. All we know is that now we feel unlovable, uh, unworthy, and we have a deep sense of lack and limitation, and it's showing up in our finances, in our relationships, in our workplace. And so then we have coping strategies. Like, uh, I used to see this all the time at, uh, in my spiritual community, I would see people who would volunteer over and over and over and over and over again too much excessively. And they were running themselves ragged. Why? Because number one, uh, well, not number one, but one reason was that they felt desperately alone and didn't want to be alone. And so they'd rather be at church with people who are loving and kind. But not everybody in all churches is loving and kind. Some churches are uh, highly controlling and manipulative and disrespectful and hurtful. So all kinds of stuff like that is going on. And then uh, on top of that, uh, people have coping mechanisms of, of course, uh, addictive compulsive tendencies of all kinds, drinking, smoking, eating, exercising, sex, blah, 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 all these different things that we've all got our favorites and uh, we use uh, these self-medications to drown out the feelings that we are confused by, that we can't stand, and that we don't believe can be healed because we are convinced of these false beliefs. So uh, these are all the things that keep these beliefs in unworthiness in place. And it's so valuable to realize these behaviors so that we can stop energizing these beliefs and start to transform the beliefs. This is what living A Course in Miracles is all about, to let the beliefs be healed by the higher Holy Spirit self. We interrupt the patterns with our willingness. And as I say, uh, and I've been saying a lot this year, that saying we are willing and reading A Course in Miracles are not real willingness. Real willingness is when we're upset, annoyed, frustrated, angry, hurt, sad, jealous, resentful, whatever it might be, that we don't start looking for evidence that we're right in feeling this way. Okay, our feelings aren't right or wrong. What they are is evidence of what we believe. So when we feel hurt, it's because we are believing things that aren't true and we are energizing them. So if we're coping and managing with our feelings rather than healing the beliefs that are generating them, we're validating our beliefs right? So if I feel unlovable, 
and I'm trying to win this person over and help them and do all kinds of things and bake them pies and cakes and take them food when they're sick and walk their dog when they're out of town and uh, visit their mother in the hospital or just all the many things that people do to prove that they are a good person, to prove that they are worthy, to try and fill that hole. I am energizing that false belief system. So for me, particularly as a minister, I, I have become very aware when people want to help me so they can feel better about themselves versus people who are just coming from their heart and they just like to be helpful, right? And I, I've, I've been on both sides of this coin. <laughs> I have done so much volunteer work to try and fill the void. And now I do what I love to do uh, because I, not because I'm trying to fill a void, but because I, I feel full and I have something to share from the overflow of feeling full. And that's a very different thing. It's a very different thing. And I used to blame other people all the time for how I felt. I would blame circumstances and situations for how I felt. It was how I was raised. That's what I learned. And that's the crux of the ego system. That's why right there in those beginning lessons is that great, beautiful nugget of, I've given everything all the meaning that it has for me. And I'm never upset for the reason I think. And if we can put those two thoughts together and take responsibility for our upset and see that we are running our patterns again and again and again and remember to laugh and forgive ourselves, that is the way out of the repetitive torture. So one thing I can share with you is that to claim our abundance, to claim our abundance and our prosperity, we need to understand abundance and prosperity. So abundance and prosperity are spiritual qualities like love and peace and joy and freedom and wisdom and clarity and wholeness and harmony. The, all of these spiritual qualities and more they are unconditional. So they're not based in circumstances. I know so many people in my life. I used to know a lot of people who had lots of money, right? Lots of money, but they didn't feel abundant or prosperous. They, they were so entrenched in the mindset of lack, no matter how much money they had, millions of dollars, millions. They still felt this deep sense of lack. Why? Because of the sense of unworthiness showing up in their belief system. No amount of money could cure their sense of unworthiness because money doesn't cure anything. And that's one of the great frustrations is people will work for decades to insulate themselves with this big pile of money while still feeling unworthy. And then they're trying to control and manipulate people and situations to make them feel worthy, but it's just not possible, okay? So abundance and prosperity are somewhat different. So abundance you can think of as being uh, a surplus. You know, you're really in that flow of the all good showing up as uh, uh, more than enough of everything good. And then prosperity is all kinds of things. It shows up as all kinds of things like being able to sleep well and to feel well. A prosperity is when you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you feel great and you are not afraid. That is prosperity. <laughs> that is peace. Peace is prosperity. Prosperity is peace. Prosperity is when your digestive system is working well, when you can breathe easily and well, when you can remember to laugh. That's what prosperity is. So we are naturally abundant and we're naturally prosperous, but when we don't feel worthy, we're going to interrupt that floor flow and what it doesn't matter whether or not you've got a big house and lots of money and tons of people in your life 
and a beautiful body and all of that if you feel unworthy of love you will not be experiencing that great beautiful assurance that comes from feeling prosperous and abundant i've learned to feel prosperous and abundant regardless of how much money i have or how much free time i have or any of those things because it's about being in the flow of love it's about being in the flow of giving and receiving love if we're judging ourselves or we're judging anyone else we're not in the flow of love we're blocking that flow of love and then on a deep level we're going to feel even more unworthy because in our awareness in our knowing of the spiritual truths which is underneath all the false beliefs we know in our heart of hearts that nothing is happening to us it's all happening by us and as it says in that um, section on responsibility responsibility for sight that we give and receive as we believe everything is just as i wish it would be that's how life works so if i feel unworthy of love i am going to attract and manifest and call into being situations that will convince me that it's true and then i take what seems like the evidence out here to say you see no matter how hard i try nobody really loves me no matter how hard i try i can never undo this pattern no matter how hard i try i will never be loved or accepted for who i am no matter how hard i try blah 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 into the helpless and hopelessness so for me i'm really grateful that i kind of hit my bottom when i was feeling suicidal and feeling that life was not worth living i'm really glad that i reached that place because then i had to recalibrate and what i did was i made the decision that i was going to learn how to love myself i had no clue how to learn to love myself not a clue but i decided that's what i was going to do the power of decision was mine and i made that decision and then i i began to deepen or have a spiritual practice i found uh, the beginnings of a spiritual practice and i began to focus on extending true compassion and to stop blaming other people for how i felt now I feel like I was on a slow track for decades. And what happened for me eventually, it took a couple about 20 years, but I and because I was doing more and more and more. Reading books, taking classes, listening to audios, all that stuff, more and more and more and more, keeping my focus on it. And that was great. But what really made the difference was I decided to take responsibility for everything in my life. and i decided i was going to be all in for working with spirit to change my mind those two things taking responsibility and working with spirit to change my mind to stop thinking that i was right about everything that was upsetting to me and to realize that if i'm upset i cannot be right i am not right if i am upset that was a game changer for me and the third thing really was i made a commitment to be loving to myself and others no matter what and as i've said many times on in this podcast it kicked my butt it totally kicked my butt <laughs> so that's why it's so exciting for me now to be able to share with people the actual steps that i took so that's what my finding freedom boot camp is all about it's following along with me and doing the steps that i did the things that actually you have to do 
You have to do them, not just think about it, but do them in order to interrupt these patterns. And that's what my Finding Freedom Boot Camp is all about. It's about really getting a jump start and having a spiritual practice of prayer that works, having a spiritual practice of forgiveness that works. And I, I walk you through it step by step. That's what it's all about. And I'm going to I'll be offering my Finding Freedom class coming up a little bit later in the month. And in the meantime, I'm offering you this worksheet of uh, interrupting these patterns of unworthiness and helping to really see what's going on and take responsibility of it. So it's not for the timid. But if you have the courage to do this work, let's work on it together. Go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash worthy, get the worksheet, and then you'll be also invited to sign up for the free classes, three free classes, Spiritual 911, Emotional 911, and Relationship 911 with the beautiful counselors and teachers who've been doing this work with me for years. I've been training them for years, and they are awesome. They are so good at what they do, and they have helped hundreds of people in our community, and that's no joke. And they would love to support you by sharing these free classes with you. So that's my invitation to you to take advantage of these opportunities and to stop standing on the sidelines and settle for listening to audios and reading books, even A Course in Miracles. I'm encouraging you to please Print out the worksheet, take it to your study group, and do it together. See what you can learn about how you can apply A Course in Miracles to really interrupt these patterns and to live the love, to walk the talk in ways that are beautiful and profound. Oh, my goodness. What an hour it's been, and I'm so grateful and thankful to share it with you. What a profound and beautiful blessing that we are living the love and walking the talk together. Now is the time of our liberation. It truly is. So let us place our hand on our heart here and let us be grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share what I've learned in a way that's meaningful and helpful to others because I know how sticky these ego thought patterns are. And this getting out of this stuff was the hardest thing I've ever done. Now it's much easier for me. And every day I'm making headway. Every day I am loving myself more and I have more to offer and I can be present with people. And that's so beautiful. And thank you. Thank you for going on this journey with you because with me, because I know we've been doing it together for a long time. So here we go. I'm grateful and thankful to know that we are blessed in this divine partnership with the Holy Spirit. We are grateful and thankful to make a holy offering of all sense of lack and limitation. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah. Bye.